You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Friday, November 10th, and we're talking Brewers baseball today with our good friend Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter for MLB.com. Adam, we thank you for the time. And uh, some pretty big news regarding uh, the spring training facility for the Brewers. Uh, there have been some things up in the air for a couple of years or perhaps even longer. We'll uh, touch on that in a little bit. Let's also talk about uh, Craig Council uh, not being a finalist for NL Manager of the Year, which I think surprised some people. But, Adam, uh, the place I want to start, unfortunately, a very sad one, a very tragic note in baseball earlier this week uh, with the passing of former two-time Cy Young winner uh, Roy Halladay. And, uh, Adam, I don't know if at any point you had a personal interaction with him in your years covering uh, the Brewers, but uh, I think that this this death just hits the sports world so hard, not just because of the athlete he was, but because of the person he was as a wonderful, you know, teammate and a husband and a father. And, uh, you know, again, this is something that uh, just really hits you in the gut pretty hard. Yeah, you know, whenever a superstar athlete, passes away it's always a little jarring because you view them as kind of invincible you see them on this stage that us mere mortals could never get to and and then you find out they're human after all um and when they die at a young age in tragic circumstances it 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 is jarring the time i spent with him most was i was on the 2010 nlcs helping out on the philly so i was in that clubhouse a little bit and just you know you get a little sense when you see the you experience the vibe of a team a little bit, and he certainly set the tone uh, for that clubhouse. It, it, he's so tied to Chris Carpenter because of their battles, and Chris Carpenter was the same kind of way for me and my very limited experience in that Cardinals clubhouse with the way he set the tone for that club. I think Halliday did the same for the Phillies team. Um, the story that stands out to me most is he could have very easily been a brewer instead of a Philly. Hmm. Uh, Doug Melvin, the Brewers GM in 2009, made a pretty big push to get Halliday from the Blue Jays. And the Brewers at that time, thanks to Jack Sorensic, their scouting director, had a ton of really good prospects. And they were very much in position coming off of their first postseason appearance in uh, 26 years financially and just where they were at as a team to make up an acquisition like Roy Halliday. And really the, the reason it didn't go far is he wanted to do spring training in Florida. And, and obviously now, you know, this – Unfortunately, this is part of the story, just how close he, how much he loved um, the Tampa area and, and um, being there, and he wanted to be there for those six weeks, two months of spring training. And that, that's really one of the main reasons, as I understand the story, uh, why he never became a, a Milwaukee Brewer. So that would have been really interesting to think about if had Halliday come to Milwaukee. That was a team, again, coming off the postseason in 08. They had Prince Fielder and Ryan Braun, a really, really good offensive team. What if they had Roy Halladay on top of that rotation? Um, that would have been uh, pretty intriguing to, to see how history might have been a little bit different. So, um, but, but very, very sad to see at 40 years old uh, a, a star taken from us. Yeah, and uh, from the Brewers' perspective, uh, what might have been? Uh, you know, like you said, Halladay joining that uh, dynamic offense, we'll never know. And again, from the uh, larger, more important perspective, what might have been? For all that Roy Halladay uh, could have brought, uh, you know, maybe he gets uh, into coaching or managing because he was such a wealth of knowledge. And unfortunately, we'll never know. Uh, such a tragic loss for baseball. Roy Halladay just days ago um, at the age of 40. Uh, well, Adam, you touched on this a little bit with the spring training uh, part of the equation as to why the Brewers did not get Roy Halladay all those years ago. And uh, this has been a pretty 
big news item for the Brewers as we were actually scheduled to talk yesterday. That got delayed till today because of an announcement uh, regarding the spring training facility of the Brewers. Uh, kind of update us on what's going on there. Well, yeah, th- this has been a question hanging over the Brewers for years now. They have a fine facility in West Phoenix um, that they have occupied themselves, which is a big plus. Their minor leaguers are right there across the parking lot, which is a big plus. The whole organization is right there. It's not in a good area of Phoenix, in, in West Phoenix. Um, and they have looked for months and years now at are there better options either in the, uh, the metro Phoenix area or even in Florida that there would be a better fan experience. And the answer came yesterday, and that answer basically was no. That event, it, it came a point, and Mark Atanasio, their owner, sort of hinted at this in spring training. There comes a point where you just have to end this search and make a call on, on this issue. And they appear to have made that call that they are going to stay at Maryvale Baseball Park in Phoenix. This would be a unique deal to renovate that complex and that the Brewers would pay for almost all of it. Hmm. There would be some public money involved, and that is the reason why it will require Phoenix City Council approval. There is a a city council meeting next week that this is on the agenda for, um, and Phoenix will kick in uh, money, both uh, $10 million over the next five years, and then they'll continue to pay about $1.4 million that they have spent operating this facility since it came online 20 years ago. Um, They will continue to pay that, but they will pay it now to the Brewers, who will take over the operation the upkeep, future capital improvements, but basically run the whole place, the city will continue to own it. So it's a uh, somewhat unique arrangement. Um, it means, you know, the brewers are hoping that this neighborhood uh, comes around. It's been a hope for a long time. But, but it also just gives some certainty of like, look, this is what we're going to do. We can now make this place, bring it up, up to snuff with some of the other uh, complexes around uh, Major League Baseball, Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues, uh, bigger clubhouse, better training facilities, video room, a spot for us, uh, poor hacks to work instead of sitting on the floor in the lobby, which we've done for years. Um, it's just going to sort of bring it up to standard. And it's a significant investment. The Brewers, the, this proposal calls for the Brewers spending at least $41 million up to $63 million. All, all the, the reason for that gap is that they're just, they need to do the planning for this thing. Um, but So it's a significant spend for the team, and, and it answers one of the questions that has been hanging over them for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm sure that uh, all parties involved are happy with the fact that uh, they finally just made a decision. And instead of just dragging this out, you know, any longer it's been dragged out enough as it is. But to finally, you know, put a line of the sand and say, okay, no more searching. We're going we're gonna to stay here, improve the facility, and I'm sure it's a relief uh, for many people involved. Uh, Adam, to begin to wrap up here, I think it surprised a lot of people that, uh, of course, we're in the uh, award season and the uh, finalists for NL Manager of the Year were announced the other day. And Craig Council, not among them. Uh, rather surprisingly, it's uh, exclusively the NL West. Dave Roberts of the Dodgers, Tori Lovello of, of the Diamondbacks, and Bud Black of the Rockies. Uh, kind of make your case that I'm not saying that, you know, Council should be the NL Manager of the Year, but at least make a case that he should have been a finalist. Well, look, he's certainly in. Uh, when these numbers come out, is it Monday that that this that the manager uh, or, or Tuesday? I think uh, he's going to be. He's going to have gotten votes. Maybe he'll end up being fourth and just made missed the cut for these three finalists. The case for Kirk Council is simply that nobody, including the owner of the team, expected them to contend in 2017, and they took it to the second last day of the season uh, before they were eliminated from postseason contention. 
Um, it was, by every measure, uh, a surprise, positive, competitive season. They, they developed more players. They answered questions about some of the guys. They had questions about Domingo Santana is now a big part of this for the future. Orlando Arcia took a big step forward offensively. Their pitching staff was way better than expected. Jimmy Nelson took a huge step forward atop the rotation before getting hurt. And Craig Council's, you know, fingerprints are on everything positive that happened for this team this season. He preached this idea of connectedness in spring training, which sounds kind of mumbo-jumbo. But I'll tell you, it's a, it's a topic that came up with these players a lot throughout the season kind of relying on each other it, for, you know, this message definitely took hold inside of that clubhouse and he deserves credit for the success way ahead of schedule that they had. All of that said, I mean, is, did Craig council do a better job managing this year than Bud Black than Dave Roberts than Tori Lovello? I mean, I don't know. This is to me the most tricky award because for all of the rest of them, we have, as deep as you want to get into the stats as you want to sort of answer the question of who was the best player. And even then there's this gray area and it's really difficult Um, for the manager of the year award. It's even more because I didn't see what Bud Black did with the Rockies this year. I wasn't there. The people who voted for this award, they saw, they they generally covered one team and, you know, they saw the, how the manager put his personality into that team, but they didn't see the other clubs. This, this is a tricky award for me. I don't, you know, I, I don't think anyone should get too bent out of shape that Craig Council wasn't one of the finalists. Uh, they know inside that clubhouse and the front office the, the good job that he did, and I don't think he needs a hardware to prove that. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's such a tricky thing. It's it's like you know when a team succeeds, you know how much is due to players, how much is due to the manager. On the flip side, when a team fails, how much uh, blame should the manager shoulder, and so on and so forth. It's almost impossible to discern. Uh, so again, Craig Council, he's not losing sleep over this. I don't think Brewers fans are either, but maybe uh, in 2018 he gets his just due. Uh, we'll see what time brings. Uh, Adam McCalvey, our time is up for today. We appreciate it, and we'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers.